Now, because of the Father's Day, ang ako minsan ikiron is about sa mga sa mga amahan. So, mag-time offset na paliyog sa atong study or our sermon series from the book of Esther. Supposedly, I will be preaching in chapter 7. But because this is our Father's Day, I'll be preaching about about fathers. So, I hope this uh, would be, you know, a blessing sa ato. Open your Bible in the book of Joshua, chapter 24 this morning. The book of Joshua, chapter number 24 in the Old Testament. Jesua chapter 24. Jesua was trained by Moses. He was the one that led the people of God into the promised land. He brought the people of God inside the promised land. So they conquered the land and during that they situated in the land, Jesuit reminded them of a very important responsibility. Especially it was addressed to all of the fathers. This is what the scripture says in chapter 24, verse number 1. And Jesuit gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges, for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Jesus said unto all the people, Thus say you the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, Eben Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, and to serve other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and lead him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiply the seed and give him Isaac and gave unto Isaac Jacob and Esau I gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. I sent Moses also and Aaron and I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them. And afterward, I brought you out. And I brought you, your fathers out of Egypt, and ye came into the sea, and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots and horsemen unto the Red Sea. And when they cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, and brought the sea upon them, and cover them, and your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt, and ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side of Jordan. They fought with you, and I give them to your hand that ye might possess their land, and I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, the son of Sipor, king of Moab, arose and war against Israel, and sent and called Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not hearken unto Balaam. Therefore he blessed you still. So I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over Jordan, and came to Jericho, 
And the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Gergesites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, and I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drive them out before you, and even two kings of the Amorites, but not with a sword, nor with a bow. I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, cities which ye built not. Ye dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards which ye planted not. Do you eat? In verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods of your fathers serve on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. What's verse 15? And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? I'd like to share with you this morning a message that I entitled, The Kind of Father You Ought to Be. The Kind of Father You Ought to Be. Our Father, thank you so much for the opportunity today, Lord, that you have brought your people in church, that God, they can learn and hear from your message. Guide us, help me, Lord, to preach this in your wisdom. Thank you for everyone here, Lord. We love you in Christ and we pray. Amen. The sad fact or information that I read recently is this. Fatherlessness, fatherlessness, a worse pandemic. Kung magisigot ka, unsay pinaka-worse nga pandemic is not COVID-19. But the worst pandemic is fatherlessness. One Russian writer write this, and I quote, All happy families resemble one another, but each unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. End quote. So, being a father is important responsibility. In the text that we read, just we reminded them why they are in the place where they are right now. Why they are blessed. Why they are enjoying the goodness of God. Because in the very beginning, this is the promise of the Lord. Are you listening? When God promised, He's going to fulfill it. And this responsibility was given to the Father. And it's sad when you see this problem arising around the world. Fatherlessness, it was pandemic. That might have been true during this, during, uh, true in this generation, true even in the coming generation. In our time, there is what we call unhappy families resemble one another, 
for this what we call common characteristic. And this common characteristic is fatherlessness. You know, a family that has no father is not a happy family. Would you agree with that? It's hard to be happy when the leader of the home is not present. If it were classified as a disease, listen, if we classify this as a disease, fatherlessness would be a pandemic worse than COVID-19. Sadder still, because there is no vaccine for it. And I believe this, this is a need today. You know, I have meeting with, with people that are not members of our church. They are leaders in the community. And I realized this, these leaders are old already. And they, they've been leading the community for many years. Most of them are fathers and mothers. And I don't see young people passionate to lead in the community. And I, I, I was wondering about it. Why I cannot find young people so passionate to serve the community? Ang problema na may son, only because they cannot see a model to follow. I was, I, I was talking to two young people recently, and I asked them about uh, you know, things that uh, they ought to know about the country. I was asking them about uh, leaders in the land. I was asking them about what is your vision and your participation and your goal to the country. And they, they would say, no, well, I don't know. I, I don't care. I, 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 it's not important to me. Why do they have that kind of reaction? Because they don't have a model to follow. Okay, Pamo? And I believe this father in the home is a model to children. In America, more than 20 million children live in homes without their biological fathers. In the Philippines, the constant migration of workers to foreign lands also renders many children fatherless. Recent studies and surveys show that on average, children with no fathers are more likely to experience emotional, health, educational, spiritual, and psychological problems. They are also more likely to be victims of child abuse or teenage in criminal behavior. Children need to see that their fathers are there for them. It's not it is not just their visibility that matters. More important is their presence that their children could know that their father is with them. Male absence from family life is the greatest challenge of our generation. You have probably seen the statistics. Fatherless daughters are 53% more likely to marry as teenagers. Tungod kay walay aman. 111% more likely 
to have children as teenagers. 164% more likely to have an out of a wedlock birth. And they have 92% higher divorce rate than girls that are raised with dad at home. Because children raised in fatherless homes typically do not form successful marriages and the dismissal pattern tends to reproduce itself. Mga kaigsunan, it is so important that we understand that father is a great need in the home. Statistics also says, fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of high school and more than 50% more likely to have learning disabilities. According to National Center of Health Statistics, fatherless children, listen to this, are 200% more likely to have emotional problems, twice as likely to need psychological help. 80% of adolescents admitted for psychiatric reasons come from fatherless families. Do you realize how important father is? Amen? You know, my, 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 my biological father passed away in 1996. I, I still miss my father. Father is so important. And you cannot deny that. Even you young people, maybe your relationship with your father is not right. But maybe, maybe oftentimes you just simply deny that you don't miss your dad. But in reality, inside of you, it tells you that your dad is important to you. You cannot deny that. God created that relationship unique. That every child would look for their father. It was Barbara Bush, the wife of former president of America, George Bush, who once said, success does not depend on what happens at the White House, but what happens at your house. It is really true. No wonder that our society is in a such a mess today. Because of the absentee father. There is a great need today for godly fathers. There always had been and always will be such a need. One time a pastor visited a children's Bible class. So the pastor looked on their, set, on their faces and, and asked them, Do you love God? You know, each child said, yeah, we love God. Then the pastor asked the, the children, he said, why do you love God? Well, I need to bag. Taod-taod na yung sakabata sa likod, nagsulti siya. Well, my father loved God. That's the reason I love God. You see? 
children looks for mo model. Gapi pangita sila modelo. Ganit ko lang mga leader, if we're not going to lead well, we cannot expect the next generation to, to serve the Lord. And this is what Jaswa told this generation who was born in the wilderness. And Jesus was telling them, the reason you have freedom today to worship God, because you have a father who obeyed the Lord. Abraham listened to God. Isaac listened to God. Jacob listened to God. Moses listened to God. You are in this place this, uh, right now because your fathers listened to God. And then he said, do not serve the other gods. Only serve the true and living God. And he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. It is your choice whom to serve. But Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Now notice first of all, a father of separation. As for me and my house. Just when you that many families in Israel had begun to worship other gods, the gods of Ur, Egypt, the Ammonites, and the Canaanites were popular in the land. It was fashionable, acceptable thing for a person to accept the worship of these gods into the home. So therefore, Jesus spoke and encouraged them to take a stand about this issue. He called on the people to put away these idols. And I would like to remind you folks, Jeshua was leading, leading them spiritually and Jeshua was leading them as a nation. Jeshua was a leader that follows God. You know what we need in this country? Leaders that would believe that his position is given by God. And I believe Jesua understood everything all about that. I need to lead this country to serve God. Therefore, Jesua re reminded them, you leaders in the home, your responsibility is so important. Don't serve other gods. You know what he's saying? Will it get involved in this kind of worship, in this kind of life? One day, young people, what's my word? One day, the LGBT group would demand their right in this country. They would demand a pride day. They would demand their own comfort room. They would demand what is right due to them. But I cannot understand why Christians are demanding what is due to God. We have this pandemic since last year. I've been told by our authority to cancel our church services. I went to them alone and explained my stand. And I explained to them what the Word of God says. The reason I cannot stop the church service. And I praise God for that relationship. I praise God that they honor my stand. 
I praise God that they trusted us. And they said, Pastor, we believe on you. You can do anything you want to do in the church service. But make sure you comply the health protocol. And I said, I would. Make sure. Kita lang ang Baptist Church aning asyudad. Nga wala ta nagundang og simba. Until now, we're still worshiping God. Why? We made a choice. We're going to serve God. I am not afraid even to put me behind bars. As long as I am standing firmly to what the Word of God says, this is the right thing we will do. We want our children to see that we love God above all else. Pero subok kayo, kung daghanta mga amahan, our men are not standing firmly. I'm not, I'm not worried about criticism anymore. I'm not worried about it. You know, guys, that you, you know this, that I have intention to run in 2022 in the city council. People would criticize me all about that, but my heart is clear and my intention is right. Somebody must stand there and protect our freedom in this country. Kabaluba mo among LGBT aligning up and they're applying to run and they want to be chosen as leader of the land. I don't want my grandchildren to look up one day and blame me and they would say, why you did not stand? Look at what happened to our city. And you coward, do not criticize those that are standing firmly. Amen. You know, I, I decided to start my organization not from churches because most of our leaders in our churches are cowards. And I'm appealing to everyone here this morning. If you want to see a country serve God, prove it that you are serving God. Amen. When the Spaniards came here in 1500, they did not bring Christianity. They brought Roman Catholicism. I read again our history. As I read our history again, my son, my, my, eye, my, my tears would run down to my, to my face to, to, just to be reminded of those men, the true Filipino people who stood up and said, we will not give this land to the Spaniards. This is our land. I praise the Lord that they declare a revolutionary government. We will revolutionize because this is our country. They got defeated many times. We know Bonifacio was a brave Filipino. But he died fighting. Using the itak. Because he believed this country belongs to us. Even our history tells us in the Treaty of Perez, this country was sold to the Americans by the Spaniards. 
We were sold by 20, 20 million U.S. dollars. Do you know about that? Mga kung kumbasawan mo ang imong kasaysayan, masakitan ka magunahuna. Why? Unta na sila gibuhat for this? Are you with me? Okay pa mo? If all of the men and all of the fathers would only have that firm commitment to the Lord, I believe we can bring change in this country. I believe we can bring change in the community. Are you listening? A father of separation. Look at the choice. Look at the choice of Joshua. Choose you this day. You can make your choice. You can choose not to serve God. You can choose to serve God. It's your choice. Listen. If you want the next generation to see God important, make a choice today. Make God important in your life. Okay, Mama? I want the next generation to serve the Lord. And I believe this is the choice we all have. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Folks, listen, you cannot seek to blend in with the crowd or you can stand for the Lord no matter what the cost and cost. The choice is very important for us. We must, we must not allow the culture of the time to just dominate us, control us. And I believe the Christian values must be brought to the community. Church is not simply a place where we worship God like this and we're just simply, you know, secluded ourselves to the community. When we said we make the separation, they can see why we're different. Amen. This is the choice we're going to have. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Secondly, look at the courage of Joshua. He had the courage to do what was right. You know, it takes courage to do what is right. It takes courage, beloved, to say that God must be important. You know, God is important and must be the priority of every individual. And in fact, it was the Lord who told Joshua to be courageous. And this is our cry today. That every Christian ought to be courageous. Fathers, be of good courage. Have the fortitude to stand faithfully for God in a godless world. Courage. Not only we find a father of separation, but look at number two, a father of dedication. As for me and my house, that speaks of dedication. It takes dedication to be the kind of father that our children need and deserve. It calls for a deep and total commitment to God's ideal for fatherhood. Certainly, this is something missing in most homes in our day. 
every man in this fellowship, in this church, every father ought to desire to have a level of dedication necessary to be the father God desires us to be. Amen? You know, I love our children. I love our family. I love my wife. I love our children. You know, they're grown adult already. They're, teen, you know, they're 20. Sensen is 19. But you know, I always give a hug to my girls. I always look to them and let them know that I love them. Why, Why do that? Because they need a father. Every time I would do that to them, I believe that would give them the security that their father is available to them. Dedication. As for me and my house. He concluded his family, as for me and my house. And I believe this, this dedication is a private matter. It starts from the heart. This is a private matter. Jesu made a commitment to the Lord that began in his heart. In Jesu 22, verse 2 to 6, two, chapter 22, verse 2 to 5 said, uh, uh, this is what he said, And he said unto them, Ye have kept all Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and have obeyed my voice in all that I commanded you. Ye have not left your... You have not left your brethren these many days unto this day, but have kept the charge of the commandment of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God hath given rest unto your brethren as he promised them. Therefore now return and get you into your tents and into the land of your possession, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side. Watch what he said in verse 5. But take diligent heed to the commandment and the law. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, charged you to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and to cleave unto him and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. You love the Lord. And I believe it is a private matter. It starts from the heart. Amen? Listen, devotion that does not start in the heart will soon depart. I learned this from, from some of my friends sa community. They would say, Pastor, are you familiar with the word talo-talo? Kanang talo-talo ka is not from the heart. Right? Talo-taloan ka. You know, the politicians are good in talo-talo. Plattering. They just flatter you, right? But when the child of God speaks something, it must start from the heart. And I'm glad when people told me this, Pastor, when we listen to you, you are speaking from the heart. And this is what we need today. A true devotion. Devotion that doesn't course through the soul will soon grow cold. 
Meaning, this devotion must start from the heart. Because a commitment to God and your family always begins with the heart. In fact, every person who is saved, every person who has trusted Jesus for salvation, did so from the heart. The Bible says, if you believe in the heart, you would be saved. Christ died for you. He rose for you. He intercedes for you. He's coming to take you home. He wants your heart. A private matter. Not only it is a private matter, but it is a parental matter. That speaks of the home. You know, Jesus also sent the men home and he told them to go home and be careful to love the Lord. He said, men, when you go home, make sure you show it to your family that you love the Lord. Fathers, can your children testify that you love God? Can they be one of those witnesses that would say, My father loved God. Remember this. No matter how we act elsewhere, how we act in our homes will determine the kind of men we really are. Our children see us when we are at home. They know us. Amen? So we talk about this dedication. This is a private matter. It must start from the heart. This is a parental matter. It must be, you bring this in the home. And also I would say, this is a public matter that speaks of the hands. Commitment is a public matter as well. We must be careful to obey and let others see our commitments. Pasabot. We must never be ashamed of our God as we work with our hands, whether holding a hammer, a Bible, or a computer. Make sure this hand is in the work para sa Diyos. That is devotion. Amen? So your commitments begins in your heart, but it cannot remain there. Once you have a commitment, you must do something about it. Are you still listening? We find a father of separation. A father of dedication. Look at number three. Look at the father of inspiration. Inspiration. He said, as for me, and my house, we will serve the Lord. I've noticed that there are some women who attend church without their husbands. And sometimes it's, it's sad when you are in church and your husband is not with you. Understand that. Because the husband ought to be the inspiration. The father ought to be the inspiration. Fathers must be an inspiration to the family in terms 
of devotion to the Lord. So, ang pangutana, if you address that to yourself, and you ask yourself, can my children see that my faith is real in the way I live? The way I study the Word of God? The way, you know, I serve the church? The way I love them? You ought to be the inspiration. Amen? I think it's always good when your children would say, my hero is my father. My hero is my dad. He's my hero. There are some young people who hate their father. And they don't want even to see them. I had an encounter talking to some of the young people that they don't care if they're going to see their father. They don't care if they're going to talk to their father. They don't care. Maybe you're a young man, you're here in this church this morning, and your relationship with your father is not good. You have, you have conflict, maybe you have some a personal issue. I would encourage you. You pray for that father every day. Trust the Lord. That your father would be saved and your father would serve God and he would be the father that God wants him to be. Because in reality, you cannot deny he is your father. Even you don't want to accept it, but it cannot be denied. I was counseling to a young person. He, he always pointed the blames to his father and would say, I am like this today because of my father. I, I told him, I said, I'm sorry, but the failure of your father cannot be your failure if you're going to make the right choices. You know, I was born in a drunkard home. My father drank almost every day. But I made a commitment to myself, I will never drink. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't love the Bible the way I love the Bible today. I cannot say I'm a failure because my father is a failure. No. You can make the right choice and use his failure as a lesson not to fail. Are you still with me? A father of inspiration. I believe when we talk about the father of inspiration, this speaks to do about the source of his love. The source of his love. 
Why Jezua became an inspiration to his family? Because Jezua loved the Lord with all of his heart. And also he understood the reason he loved God so much because God loved him first. The book of John said, we love him because he first loved us. If you're going to talk to Jesus about the source of his love, why he loved God so much, maybe Jesus can talk to you about that God delivered them out of Egypt by the power of God. Jesuit can talk to you how God performed the ten plagues and how he had protected the people of God. You can always talk to Jesuit. He did it to us because he loved us. Maybe Jesuit can talk to you about his experience in the wilderness and the grace of God sustained them for 40 years wandering in the wilderness because the people disobey God. He can talk to you about the grace of God. Joshua can talk to you about the victory that the Lord has given them. Then when they went to Jericho and, you know, claimed the city, they did not fight. They simply obey God. They, they simply follow God's instruction. And Joshua would say all of this was due to the love of God. I believe Jesus would say, my authority did not come from my position as a father, but from his passion as one loved by the Father above. Because realize this. If you receive great love from God, you know how to give love. Amen? Believe me, before I get saved, I have no. I don't, I don't, I don't care for people. I, I, I don't worry about people. I have no interest talking to people. I have no interest knowing people. But when I accepted Christ as my Savior, and I got saved because I know He loved me, and I am being now controlled by the love of God, I cannot deny that love. God gave me love, so therefore I must share that love. And that's the reason we're serving the people. That's the reason we must serve the community. That's the reason we ought to love others too. Men, we are to love our God. Love our wives, love our children. Jesuit love his family and intended to inspire them to know that God must be number one. Amen? The source of His love. And I believe number two, when we talk about Father of Inspiration, we talk about the source of His love, and also we talk about the force of His leadership. Why He has that force? Why He has that power in His leadership? Why He has that firmness in his leadership. Why he is so tough in that leadership? Because the force of Jesus' leadership was to be found in his ability 
to inspire others to know God and to remember God and to turn to God. When you look at the life of Jesua, he, he did not talk about what he had done. He, he did not talk how good he was, how powerful he was. If, you, if you're going to study the life of Jesua, he talked about what God had done. This is what God had done to all of us. That was the force of his leadership. He knew that his life had been blessed with grace. He intended to inspire his family to experience this blessing from above. I want my children to be blessed. Therefore, I want them to see that blessing comes from God. There are men who often given to pride for their accomplishment. They would say, I'm thankful of what I've done. No, it's not because of you. It's because of the Lord. Listen, the strength we have and the opportunities we have are simply lent to us by the Lord. We have to use them. But without God's blessing, all of it can be gone in a flash. Always give God the glory. The force of your leadership must be your close walk with God. When people ask me, how did we build this sanctuary? Yesterday, I brought my leaders here and I let them see this. Because when you are outside, this building is not fancy. It's not that beautiful. It's still unfinished building. And I brought them here and I showed this the building. Which, wow! Wow! First time do sila kakitag building inani. First time do sila kakitag simbahan inani. Now, I told them the story why we build this building. Because we love the Lord. And I told them because we love the next generation. This would be a monument of God's grace. And I told them it's not because we have the capability. It's not because we have the riches to build this. In fact, when we started building this building, we have no money enough to build. But we simply believe God. And thank you, members, for believing God. Thank you, members, for your commitment. Thank you for your love to God. It's not only our children are rejoicing about this monument of grace, even the unsaved friends we have. And I believe one day these people would know the Lord because I've been praying for them and I believe the gospel has power to save them. Even the unsaved are testifying. Indeed, you love the Lord. Amen. This is not for ourselves. This is for His glory and honor. You're still listening? Let me give you number four and last. You need to say amen. It's last now. Amen. <laughs> Look at your father of application. 
What is the application? Jesus said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, this is the application, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. So when you said we will serve the Lord, first of all, this involves worship. This involves worship. Listen, to all the fathers, the priest in the home is the father. You don't need to wear a sotana to become a priest. You don't need that. Every dad is a president of the home. You pray for your family. You guide your family. You are the priest in the home. So therefore, we must serve God in His house as well as at our house. We need to bring our family to church, not to drop them off at the church. May mga amahan ko sa'yo, nakamit ko, Pastor, nagsimba mi. Kung ka nakita, nagsimba mi, gihatod ko lang sila. So kung gihatod ni mo, wakay apil. Makaisunan, let us apply this. We will serve the Lord. Amen? Muning antong iampo karon. Abin niyo ang Pilipinas is a blessed country. Last Monday, we have, we had meeting with our Senate President, Tito Soto, through the Zoom meeting. He was our guest. Dinangutan ako sa sa kay Senator Soto. And I said, Sir, are you Satisfied of the present administration? He said, unfortunately, no. Then he talked. Then he mentioned something that really excites me. Or maybe it even bothered me. And this is what he said. alam niyo mga pastor, Ang Pilipinas po ay mayaman. Ngunit ang mga Pilipino ay mahirap. Our debt today is 13 trillion. And this is what he said. There are funds in this country that are called unused funds. Pasabot, kung atong mga leader sa ang atong mga leader sa nasod, wala ka na ikahadlok sa Diyos, they don't care what would happen to the people. Dapat ang kasing-kasing sa itong mga leader, murag amahan, dili ka ka-afford, if you're a father, dili ka ka-afford to see your children suffered. You cannot afford that. But that is reality. But if you want to make a difference, start it in your home. Apply it right now. 
It involves worship. You cannot say that you go to church, I'll stay at home. Maybe some of you are just simply staying at home. You're sending your, your wife and children to church. Father, apply it to your life. Be in church. Amen? And this application that only involves worship, but also this involves work. Work. You know this word work speaks of a farmer that cultivates the ground. It's hard to work. When you work in the farm, it's hard. You work, you know, by, by plowing, it's hard. In fact, the Lord Jesus Christ said, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. But you know what we're going to do? Just simply work. Amen? I was praying and I was asking the Lord, we have a lot of things to do. But this pandemic really hurt our schedules. But what are we going to do? We still work. Amen? We still worship the Lord. Fathers, we must be strong and be steadfast in serving the Lord. Let us involve our children. Talk to them about loving God. 